Welcome into the All Things Bama podcast, powered by BamaCentral.com, your sports illustrated source for all Crimson Tide news and information. I'm your host, Tyler Martin, and along with me is uh, staff writer Joey Blackwell, and we're here with a very special guest, University of Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon. Uh, coach, uh, how, how does it feel that, that, you know, we're just a couple days away now from opening day? It's finally here. I, I know what a five-year-old feels like on December the 23rd now. Um, our, our kids are so excited. We've practiced a lot, you know, the last six months or, uh, you know, with a lot of uncertainty. And it's just really nice to have the, the closure of knowing exactly what our season's going to be and when it's going to start. And I think we're just all so excited to get out there and compete against another team and, and see what we look like on February the 19th. Now, now, the last time you guys were out on the diamond was was a little over 11 months ago. By the time you, you played McNeese State in, in two weeks, uh, you know, that game against UAB, just, you know, you guys went through a fall. Uh, you, you Now you guys are in the middle of the spring practices now. Just how's everything going with that, you know, maybe with new protocols because of COVID and with the SEC, is, is, you know, is guidelining. Uh, just, just how's everything been going and what's the feel right now, you know, in the preseason? Well, we had a million rules and regulations that uh, I think normally could have been, you know, frustrating. But um, our guys, you know, the positive of the pandemic of having so much time off late spring and over the summers, our guys were so excited to to be together and to be on the field and just so thankful for the opportunity to play. So, um, you know, all of those things have um, have just become the norm. And, you know, our kids have done a great job with it. They've really practiced well. They've really managed COVID well. I think they're they're making good decisions, and um, you know we really haven't had any issues of, of kids that we feel like you know having catching it at, at our facility. So as long as they make good decisions away from the field, on the most part, it's been positive. So uh, this group is very serious about baseball. We have a lot of guys that view themselves as future professionals. They're very determined to to win and be in the postseason. So they've really practiced well. Been very pleased with the way they. The team has prepared and, and we'll be ready on February the 19th. Doesn't mean we'll be perfect, but we'll be ready to play. Now, I, I know football, I know they did testing every single day, and I think basketball was doing every other single day. Are you, how are you, how, what's the testing like? Are you guys doing every other day? Uh, what's that process like for you guys? Right now, we're once a week, and once the games start, you know, there's different rules for us. Yeah. So it'll be, you know, two or three times a week once the season starts, kind of depending on the, the game schedule. So, you know, that's dictated once the games start, especially league plays dictated by the conference. And, uh, you know, I think we're all very comfortable that uh, there's tremendous leadership here within Alabama athletics and from the Southeastern Conference, and, you know, we all feel safe. Joey, I'm going to toss it over to you for a second. You know, Coach, I had a kind of a follow-up question. You know, you mentioned talking about, you know, playing. you guys are excited to play against, you know, competition, you know, people that aren't yourselves. You know, given the extended time off, you know, heading into the fall practice season and then, you know, merging into spring practice season now, how do you, you know, to put it into simple terms for our listeners, how do you get better at baseball and how do you improve upon yourselves when you're just, you know, playing against each other? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you must be talking to some of our players because they just roll their eyes because I tell them all the time, you get better at playing baseball by playing baseball. And, you know, working on your swing and working on your, your pitches and your delivery, I, you know, I use the term training. And there's a huge overlap and correlation between training and playing the game, but it's not absolute. Our kids are really good at training and they like to train and it's really, really important. Well, now you got to take that training and you got to be really, really good at playing the game and winning the game. Um, you know, the game isn't decided by a radar gun of who throws the ball the hardest or, you know, the most consistent launch angle or exit velocity and those things matter and they're important, but now, you know, we got to play the game 
And in our fall workouts and in our preseason, it's been a little sloppy, to be quite honest. Uh, we're, we're not making the other team earn every 90 feet or every uh, base that they get. And that's what we've got to improve upon between now and opening day and, and throughout the season if we want to be playing in June. And kind of going off of that, you know, I know you and I have talked about this last fall, but, you know, our listeners weren't there for that conversation. You know, what was it like returning um, to the field last fall after such an extended hiatus, especially when a lot of these players didn't necessarily have access to gyms and facilities? What were your expectations heading into last fall into the season for your players and like, you know, their conditioning and working out and stuff like that? Hey, it was darn near euphoric, man. It was it was awesome. You know, there was just none of us knew what the pandemic was, you know, and we didn't know how long it was going to last and, and how serious it, it has turned out to be. And, um, you know, I've used the word traumatic when our season was canceled last year, and I feel like uh, a loser, you know, having used that word, you know. I mean, there's just hundreds of thousands of people dying, and I'm talking about a baseball season being canceled as being traumatic. But, you know, baseball is a big part of our lives. It's a huge piece of my life and our players. And, um, you know, just getting the having the opportunity to, to get back together. Um, it meant a lot to all of us. And, and now that, um, you know, we have the opportunity to build our team and, and be in a competitive environment against another group is, is really, really exciting. Now, Coach, you've been at Alabama for, for a few seasons now. I'm curious, you might have felt this going into the 2020 year, but do you feel like this is your most complete team you've had since you've been at the helm going into a year? No doubt. Every year that I've been here, we've been better and we've won more games and we're better this year than we were last year. Um, it, it's a different group and every team is different, but uh, and we've got plenty of strengths and weaknesses, but we've got a really good club. Um, I can't wait to, to get into league play and, and really see what we have. And the, I can't say enough things about the group. We've got great kids from great families. We've got a lot of talent. Um, you know, the one knock is we don't have as much experience as you would like in a year where college baseball is going to be as experienced as it's ever been. Um, every coach I talk to says they have the best team they've ever had. So, uh, you know, I'm treading a little bit lightly. I'm, I'm not uh, going to announce any predictions or, yeah. you know, proclaim ourselves as preseason national champs. But uh, I love this team. I, I do think we're really good. I just I don't know how we stack up against the rest of the league, especially the SEC West when, you know, the other six teams are going to be ranked in one of the, the top 20 in, in one of the major polls. Do you think that there's there, maybe there's a little bit of a chip on your guys' shoulder because when when everything got shut down last year, right, I mean, you guys were heading into that Missouri series. And so now with, with everything coming back, you guys feel super confident. Um, but kind of the outside world is like, okay, we, we don't really know much about them because they didn't face that SEC competition. Do you think your guys going into this year have maybe a chip on their shoulder and kind of going to play with an attitude about themselves? I would sure hope so. And and I would hope that we can create a culture here where we play that way all the time with a, an edge. When you play in the SEC, in the SEC West in baseball, which may be the, the, the toughest division in all of amateur athletics, you better have – uh, an edge and, and something to prove every time that you step on the field. So, um, you know, I, I've said this in a couple of other interviews. I, I feel like last year's team was really, really determined to, you know, to get over the hump and show that we were, you know, good. I think this group just has a little different mentality. You know, there's um, this group hasn't lost a lot, you know, where last year's group had, a uh, you know, a bunch of guys that had been a part of some bad teams. And, you know, this group is really young um, you know, not that they've arrived or they're complacent or anything like that, but, 
you know, we got 19 guys that are technically freshmen that have never played in an SEC game, uh, not to mention, you know, some older, you know, transfer type kids sprinkled in. So we got over half of our roster have, have never played in an SEC game and never, you know, only lost one game as an Alabama baseball player. So, um, you know, there's a, a, a nice level of confidence, uh, but also hopefully, um, you know, some determination and resiliency to, you know, to, to play in June. I've got another one before Joey gets back in here. Uh, you know, you mentioned playing in the SEC. The SEC West is by far, obviously, the toughest division in college baseball. Uh, but and it seems like every team's got that base, right? Got that guy they can go to on Friday nights in conference play. And you guys now have that in Connor Prelip. Kind of talk about his development and where you've seen him get better uh, over the course of the last 12 months. It's a pretty small group of players that I've had in my career that have improved at the rate that he has over an 18 or 24 month period. And, and just everything's gotten better. I mean, it kind of starts with his body. Um, you know, he's put on 25 pounds. He's grown an inch. He's just physically just a way different person. And, you know, his delivery, his stuff, uh, you know, he's always had really good intangibles. He's always been competitive and a good worker, but uh, his velocity, the bite on his breaking ball, he's developed a change up. I mean, it's just all way, way better. And I, I really tried to, uh, you know, to downplay expectations for him last year. I mean, no team ever wants to start a freshman opening day or the first game of a series. And, you know, the, the first game of a series has been a really challenging matchup for us in the three years that I've been here. But, um, you know, every time that we go to the park the, the, on Friday this year, we're going to expect to win and have a legitimate chance to win. And that includes whenever we go to Vanderbilt and we face Kumar Rocker Friday night, we're going to walk in there like thinking we got a really good chance to win the game. And uh, we won't win every Friday night, but uh, Connor's he's pretty special and the sky's the limit for him. You know, coach talking about, you know, you know, continuing freshmen that are you know still freshmen this year, you know, talking about Owen Diodotti from last year, you know, he kind of came out of the gate swinging was one of your better, you know, home run hitters last year and really was had a promising start to the year. Talk about him, you know, as far as what he's been up to, you know, going, I don't know, we don't know, but did he go back to Canada and then coming back um, on top of just all of the work that he's put in this off season and what are your expectations for him heading into this year? So Dio and Antoine Jean, during the pandemic, they didn't go home. They were just, you know, scared to death that they were going to cross the border and, you know, have issues getting back for the fall semester. So um, you, you talk about an adjustment going that long without, you know, Owen's the oldest, oldest of three. He's got two younger siblings. And, um, you know, it was pretty challenging once we got to the middle of summer with those two guys. But, um, you know, Dio got to go home for Christmas and, um but anyway, you know, he had a great freshman year, got off to a great start, and he's really talented. But his maturity and his brain really kind of, I think, allowed him to be so successful right out of the gate. He's just way more mature than your typical 18, 19-year-old kid. And, and obviously, he's got the physical ability to go with it. So he's going to be a big part of our offense. He's made some real strides in the outfield. You know, last year, we weren't comfortable playing him anywhere on the field, uh, and he'll get plenty of time at, at a corner outfield spots uh, this spring. So he's a, a big piece and um, expecting big things out of him. As a, as a person that's played high school baseball myself, I, I think you would agree that, you know, playing so many games um, you, you, compared to other sports, the team really becomes a family just because you're around each other so much and playing, you know, on the road together so much. Do you think that this pandemic with players that were, you know, forced to stay at home and not to travel, do you think that that has kind of helped the team bonding and helped the team chemistry and kind of developed it into a family here in Tuscaloosa? 
Well, Joey, I'll kind of go the other way with it. Um, you know, we had so many rules and regulations in the fall, you know, we couldn't use our team room or locker room. And um, I had a really sobering moment. We had been training for several weeks and I mean, I'm dude, this is like five or six weeks into it. And I have an older returning player introduce himself to a young uh, position player. And, you know, Brock Guffey's the best kid in the world. He's Mr. Social. And this is like sixth or seventh week of the semester. And Brock goes up to a freshman. He's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm Brock Guffey. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, we've been going this long. But, you know, we had to keep everybody in groups based on who they lived with. And um, mm -hmm. they just showed up at the field. They couldn't go inside. And they showed them, did their work, and left. And um, we got in the middle of the fall. And I'm just like, gosh, man, we got to grow our team. Like, these guys don't really know each other. Um, so that's been a real emphasis for us. And, you know, now that we – we have better access to our facilities and spending, you know, time together truly as a team. I feel like um, those dynamics have improved, but that was a real adjustment in the, in the fall semester. You know, coach, going, going back to last year, you know, you, you, you missed out on guys, you guys have left, you know, Todd Gentry, Brett Auerbach. I'm, I'm curious, do you have a, you have a guy ready, a utility guy ready to step in for, for Brett's place? Uh, Cause I mean, I feel like he played every position for you guys. You can't replace Tyler Gentry and Brett Auerbach. And it's funny, now that the season's getting close, like, you know, I'm just waiting on Tyler Gentry to come up to the plate. And every time I've got a question mark defensively, I just want to tell Auerbach to go play somewhere, you know, because not only could he play anywhere, he could play him well. I mean, just a really unique player. So uh, Peyton Wilson and Caden Rose are two guys that are really athletic, that are good offensive players. They can run, they can play infield, they can play outfield, and, and Peyton can catch. Caden actually caught some in high school. He's not going to do any catching here. So those are two guys that provide a lot of versatility for us. And, and I just told both of those guys this week that, hey, man, you got to keep practicing in multiple spots. And where you play is going to kind of depend on other people. Uh, just try to be as good as you can at, at second base, third base, center field, shortstop, uh, obviously corner outfield spots. And um, we'll, we'll kind of see how it shakes out. But uh, you know, when you can run and you can hit and you can throw and, uh, you know, you got good actions and you can kind of play anywhere on the field. And we're lucky to have a couple of guys like that. Yeah. And coach, we, I mean, I guess me and Joey can kind of head this up too, but we got to get on the train of, of Sam Prater being an all SEC preseason catcher. I, I don't know what the deal is. You know, I don't know who does this voting, uh, but, but, you know, he, 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 I mean, he's an all SEC caliber player. Yeah. Prater's a stud. Um, when you have a, a really high-end offensive player at a defensive position, it changes your team. And Sam's going to hit in the middle of the order for us. He's, he's going to drive him 50, 60, 70 runs. He's going to hit double-digit home runs. Um, he's a really good uh, catcher. He can block, he can throw, he receives well. So, you know, I, I kind of get agitated with that stuff too, and I shouldn't. But, um, you know, you look back and he, he had a really nice freshman year. And he really hasn't played since. He's just a little bit of an unknown. He, he um, you know, had the Tommy John surgery in 2019 early in the season. And then, you know, last year got off to a great start. But, you know, we didn't really get into league play and people weren't paying a lot of attention to us. So, uh, you know, I understand why everybody outside of Tuscaloosa is kind of lagging behind. But he, he's not going to be a secret very, for very long. He's a great player and going to have a great season. Yeah, they'll, 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 know, they'll know pretty soon. Uh, Joey, do you, do you have any more before I take the final one? Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, just really quickly about the schedule. You know, you guys have a tough end of the season in SEC. You know, you have number six, preseason number six, Vanderbilt, number 10, LSU, number eight, Mississippi State. 
but then you also play four of the five unranked SEC teams, you know, in A&M, Auburn, Kentucky, Missouri. But nevertheless, the SEC West is, as you said, the toughest division in college baseball. What are your thoughts on the schedule, you know, especially considering that you were thwarted from playing against SEC, you know, opponents last year? You know, I think the fans and the media get into the schedule a lot more than we do. Everybody's good in the league and, um, you know, we're all human and you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm, I wish we skipped this team. I'm, I'm glad we don't play this team. And, you know, if you go back and look at it when you get to May, then you're going to be 50-50 on who you thought was going to be high end and maybe who wasn't. So it, it just comes down to us being consistent over a 10-week period. We need to stay healthy. We need to manage COVID. Um, we've got to show a lot of emotional uh, maturity is what I tell the kids and, you know, manage all the the, the noise, the rat poison of, uh, you know, when we have success, we've got to manage that. When we hit a rough patch of a week or two, we have to manage that and stay confident. Uh, we can't worry about the draft. We can't chase numbers. Um, you know, we got to be as consistent as we can be because we have good players and, and we have a good team. And if we can do a good job of managing all the exterior, exterior you know, noise and, and variables, then we really have a chance to have a great season. Last one before we get you out of coach. This might not be a baseball specific question, but you mentioned rat poison, and you guys are ranked. You guys are ranked 25th in the country by Baseball America, and you look at it right now, just around the campus in Tuscaloosa. I mean, football just won a championship. Basketball's top 10 in the country. All like, there's I think 10 other sports that are ranked in the top 25. How much as a, as a competitor and just as a coach, you know, someone who prides herself on being at the University of Alabama, is that seeing everybody else succeed? How motivating is that for the baseball team? Well. This is an amazing place. You know, you walk around our campus, you look at our facilities. Uh, Bama's a national brand. You, you should be good here in, in, in every sport. And, um, you know, I try not to get too caught up in what everybody else is doing because I, I got a lot of things to worry about with, yeah, with my sure. program myself. But, you know, I was talking to Greg Byrne the other day and I'm like, hey, man, you know, I'm a huge basketball fan and I'm not cheering against Nate. But if Bama basketball runs the table, okay, we had Bama football go 10 and 0. If Bama basketball runs a table, I'm not sure that we can go 30 and 0 in baseball. So uh, you know, I'm not cheering against you, Nate, but uh, uh, we got to set realistic expectations. But um, yeah, um, every sports team here is doing great, and and it's just an amazing place, and we're so fortunate to have great resources and facilities and support staff and a national brand. It's just amazing what our university has done since Coach Saban's been here of, you know, the increase in enrollment and, and all that kind of stuff. So the academic profile has just in, improved tremendously. And um, I think we all have a lot to sell. So, um, yeah, we got to do our part. Uh, everybody else is doing well, and, and we don't want to be the, the black sheep of the family. No, not at all. And I'm sure, hey, 30 and 0, that would be that'd be very impressive, uh, almost unheard of. So, uh, but no, Coach Bohannon, we appreciate you taking some time just to, to chat with us just about this season. And uh, we look forward to all you guys accomplish on the field. Hey, Tyler, Joey, thanks for having me. I, I love this team. I, I love talking about them. So uh, glad to do it anytime. Awesome. Well, for Coach B Brad Bohannon, for Joey Blackwell, I'm Tyler Martin. This has been another episode of the All Things Bama Podcast. Thank you for listening.